You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Themba. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemba here with Howard Bender, bringing you another edition of the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast. Howard here reviewing week eight uh, of the fantasy football season. Uh, we have a nice 11 game slate here, some pretty good matchups. Uh, you've done the watch list already, still added to it. Uh, what's your first impression so far? Uh, I'm sorry, John, I don't do impressions. All right, fine. Don't give an impression. I don't care. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, an interesting slate, definitely an interesting slate. I, uh, I actually don't really like it as, as much as maybe you do. I think that there are some interesting names that we can look at, but overall, um, I don't really love it. I, you know, I mean, my we, got a lot of just... high, we got a lot of high, um, uh, point spreads here. A lot of games over 50. I mean, I know that's sort of been the trend of the, of the season anyways, but right. Uh, and, and the, and the unders have been hitting a lot more lately that's, too. That's true. That's fair. That is, that is fair. Definitely some, some games definitely over, uh, overpriced. Um, you know, I, I think we're, there's going to be some obvious chalk moments and we'll, we'll cover them as we, as we come across, but you know, that is a good point. You know, we talked about that, about the, the Thursday night game as we're recording here Thursday after that game, uh, another miserable Thursday night football game to watch, but uh, the, uh, the unders now have hitting that one uh, for the last five and, and the Panthers and Falcons uh, have also been playing a lot of games that have come under the total. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we're set up for a little bit of a, of a downturn here uh, with some of these point spreads expecting more uh, fancy production. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I, I really do. I mean, listen, you know, obviously there are there are guys who who we're gonna go with and uh and we're gonna try and mine for as much value as we can. Last week was crazy, right? Sure. Because we had already recorded and then Friday, uh all that all that news broke with uh Melvin with uh Joe Mixon being out and Aaron Jones being out. And it just turned into like a, a real crazy week. And you know, I mean I've gotten a lot of, you know, talked to a lot of people who had some really high scoring lineups. They were super stoked about, you know, like 185 points uh, and then realizing that they don't even cash uh, and not really understanding why. And, you know, having to explain to them that, you know what, listen, all the value hit and so did all the chalk, uh, you know, the, the, the priced up chalk uh, also was a hit. Everybody hit last week. There were very few uh, true disappointments. I mean, there were a couple here and there, but, Man, overall, Devontae Adams was highly owned. Uh, Tyler Lockett was highly owned. Everybody had Gio Bernard. Everybody had Jamal Williams. So, you know, it was just kind of one of those weeks. And now, you know, we come turn around and we look at this week. And, yeah, you've got, you know, what? Uh, Indianapolis, Detroit is a 50. Green Bay, Minnesota is a 51 and a half. Tennessee, Cincinnati is a 53 and a half. Vegas, Cleveland is a 51. Seattle, San Francisco is a 54. But I mean, let's, I mean, we'll obviously go through position by position. But you know what, you know what is telling a little bit here, Howard? And and as we look over the spreads, uh, is actually if you look at what these games opened at, Minnesota Green Bay opened at 55 and a half down to 51 and a half, like you said. Uh Las Vegas, Cleveland opened 55 and a half down to 50 and a half. Tennessee, Cincinnati opened 55 and a half down to 52 and a half. So, a lot of people betting the unders are dropping the game totals here, probably because the same thing we said uh, that Vegas is out here just overpricing everything uh, on the early slates when they open up. Yeah, 
That's definitely what's going down. Definitely what's going down. But all right, well, let's see if we can't make heads or tails of this. Yeah. Uh, and let's uh, let's start with the quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to think Aaron Rodgers off the bat, right? Minnesota home. Sure. Uh, you got Devontae Adams back. Could have uh, Alan Lazard back. He's practiced two straight days. Not saying he'll go ahead and just immediately play a bunch of snaps, but just added weaponry. And, and Lazard scored in the first game matchup there against Minnesota. Um, Rodgers, of course, came out of the gate firing four touchdowns, 364 yards against Minnesota in this one. So uh, for me, he's, he's definitely the top quarterback uh, price-wise that I would be looking at. Of course, he's the third highest priced guy. So I'm not telling you anything you haven't already known. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, listen, I'm not going to ignore Russell Wilson either. Obviously uh, that game is expected to be uh, one of the, uh, one of the, one of the more high scoring of the, uh, of the group that's still sitting at a 54. Um, you know, we've seen the, uh, we've seen the Seahawks play these, uh, these big games, but I'm with you. I like Aaron Rodgers. save a couple hundred bucks off of uh off of Wilson. I mean, it's hysterical that Mahomes at 8,100 on DraftKings, the priciest guy, like there's no reason for this dude to throw. There's no reason. Right. And the thing is, even if they do, you need him to pay off that tag by throwing like three scores or getting yeah. three touchdowns, whether he runs one in, throws for two, um, you know, but if he does what he did against Denver in which they won 43 to 16, he gave you 12 fantasy points in that game. Like the defense could just as easily score a couple times here against the Jets and, and put up the points. So I'm with you. That's that's far too expensive for Patrick Mahomes. And it's not that he's not capable. There are almost three touchdown favorites he could throw for all those scores and put up the numbers. But uh, I just think that the money could be better spent uh, at some of the other price guys around him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, moving further down. Uh, Justin Herbert interests you. Ryan Tannehill interests you. Um, uh, Herbert more than Tannehill. Tannehill seeing him at 68 is surprising to me. I know Cincinnati's defense and everything, but, I mean, this is Derrick Henry season we're talking about. And this is Tannehill's highest price point all year long. He was only $6,200 last week against Pittsburgh. Um, now they're on the road. Cincinnati, I don't know. Like, I understand the numbers have been great for him, but 6800 just seems, like, too expensive for a guy like Tannehill. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Stafford, do we try and buy into that nonsense again? That's been, uh, you know, a little on the weak side. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously Tennessee's been giving up points. If we do think that this is the official start of Derrick Henry season, Burrow's going to have to throw uh, a considerable amount to just kind of keep pace. Yeah. I mean, I love the, the attempts from Burrow, right? He's only, only one game this season as he attempted less than 36 passes. Um, because how bad Cincinnati's defense is. And I think this is where a lot of people this week are going to settle into their quarterback position. Uh, Burrow, Mayfield, both there at, at 62 and 61. Uh, and then even cheaper, and we'll touch upon it, other guys like Derek Carr at 55 have great matchups. Um, you know, so I, I don't think many people are going to go too much in the top tier. Like I said, I think Rodgers will be uh, likely the highest owned guy. But then you'll see, I think we'll see a lot of people settle into this middle, this middle tier here. Who's your favorite? Um, I think my favorite is going to be Burrow between him and Mayfield, but I really like Derek Carr this week. Um, again, we just saw Burrow throw all over Cleveland. Carr's passing attack has been much improved uh, this season. Him and Aguilar have connected lately. They have Waller. Ruggs is back healthy. Uh, and what I like about Carr is his efficiency. The guy is throwing and completing passes at an over uh, 70% clip on the year, 72%. 
Uh, so, he, you know, the fact that he can be on target, sustain drives, and gets a bad defense, uh, I'm in on card this week. Right on. All right. Um, would you pay down any further than that, or there's no need? No, I don't think there's a need um, per se. I mean, Garoppolo at 54 um, maybe could be that guy. I mean, again, awful performance against New England, but the week before against the Rams, you saw him throw three touchdowns for 23 fantasy points. He is up against Seattle. Um, if Jamal Adams doesn't play, they're going to really struggle to cover the tight end and George Kittle. Uh, I know Steve Samuel's not there, but Brandon Ayuk had 100 yards last game. Uh, if Jarek McKinnon ends up being the primary back this week, you know, he's uh, a really solid pass catcher. So, um, yeah, I could see a, a stack there of, of Garoppolo because he's so cheap. I'm sure Ayuk is also fairly inexpensive. Um, I haven't looked at his price tag yet, but I would imagine that would be uh, he's probably relatively cheap. And you pair him up with Kittle, who's one of the top price tight ends, and, and you can go from there. All right, so there you go. So favorite mid-tier guy or favorite guy, really, uh, Joe Burrow in the middle there, Derek Carr uh, at the bottom end. If you are going to pay up, you might as well just hook it up with Aaron Rodgers. So good yeah. group there. Nice. You got Henry at 8K at the running back position. So I guess you're questioning this week, uh, you know, if you're paying up, you know, Dalvin Cook determined to be active this week, 75, and Henry at 8K. I think those are the two that everyone's going to really have to sort of decide. And then maybe Alvin Kamara just gets forgotten about. And Alvin Kamara does get forgotten about. <laughs> but I mean, you know, are you, uh, are you, are you, would you just rather just go with Derrick Henry against this horrible run defense? Or would you, you know, want to do the $200 more contrarian play of Kamara against a much better defense? No, see, I've done this mistake before when I thought I was getting cute. And I played Aaron Jones that weekend against Tampa Bay, and that did not work in my favor. Uh, I think this is a week where you build your lineup around Derrick Henry. You put him in first, and you figure out uh, where you go from there. Okay, beautiful. Uh, I like Dalvin Cook against Green Bay. I think he's fine. I think he's healthy. I love Kareem Hunt uh, against the Raiders. No doubt about it. But let's face it, if you're going to go with Derrick Henry, uh, you're probably looking a little further down. Uh, for the running back position. Yeah, it depends. You know, if, you, if you're going with Carr or Garoppolo, you could probably fit in those guys um, and not have a problem uh, getting them in there. I like Jonathan Taylor, any Indy coming out of a bye. Uh, Detroit's run defense is horrible. If they don't have a game plan here for Taylor to get the ball 20 times, uh, I'm going to be very frustrated. I, I feel like they should be running him as much as possible. Uh, when given the opportunities he's been, productive uh, only one game this year where he basically was the starter uh did he average less than four yards a carry the last two games five yards a carry 4.8 yards a carry uh, but he only totaled 12 carries in each of those two games so why are they not giving the football more howard uh just perplexes me i don't really understand it either you know what listen there's a lot being you know there's a lot of situations where i just don't like the way coaches are are handling the uh the younger backs i really it's i don't understand it i definitely don't understand it so yeah. makes makes absolutely little sense okay. <laughs> um all right uh anybody else in that range edwards a lair connor uh, so edwards is interesting only because if you do get a blowout like i feel like they're gonna run the football with him like he's just gonna be the guy to run out the clock i don't think it's gonna be levy on bell um but they got a big lead against denver and he only had eight carries and they sort of just spread it out so um, it seemed like they kind of went away away from what the traditional ground the clock out uh, method is there. So uh, 
Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to have any of the Chiefs, honestly, even though it's kind of crazy to think because they're such big favorites. But uh, I probably won't go there. I typically like Connor, but tough spot against Baltimore. Uh, then you have a bunch of injuries at that mid-tier. So we're probably going all the way down. Um, you know, Daryl Henderson Jr. gets Miami. I think this is a game where, uh, you know, they should feature him more over like a guy like Malcolm Brown. I think it's more of a finesse running style against Miami than a ground and pound. Like we saw them go up against, uh, you know, with the uh, the Bears last week. So I think Henderson is in a good spot. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Henderson's probably at 5,900. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I said on the Fantasy Alarm Show, I felt it was far too cheap at 5,600. Gets revenge game, they're home. Phil Lindsay's still in concussion protocol. I'm, I'm a big fan of Gordon at 56. Um, yeah, Gordon at 56. That's a nice price uh, as well. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying about Henderson. I just don't necessarily know. I, I feel like, you know, once we start investing in Henderson, that's all of a sudden when uh, Acres starts getting the yeah, touches. Yeah, it's pr- probably true, right? You know? Um, Swift intrigues me a little bit, uh, at, uh, at 5,300, uh, as well. I'd like to see if, uh, if Chris Carson, uh, is out and, uh, and Hyde's going to be okay. Him at 5,300, uh, also a a very interesting one. And then obviously you can go down to Lev Bell at 46. Yeah, those hands are fine. So Hyde's, uh, I don't love the matchup against San Francisco. Obviously I think, you know, they have a tough run defense there. Um, but high to fifty three, I think could be could be rather popular. Um, yeah, love it. Love bells. I wish we. I wish the last game was more competitive because again, I don't think this one is going to be either. Because I didn't feel like we got a true usage of how the Chiefs plan to use Bell. They didn't throw to him at all. Uh, he only had six carries, and they but he played. Uh, I think it was like thirty something percent of the snap. So you know what? What exactly are we going to be seeing from Le'Veon Bell? It is the Jets. Maybe they want to score for a revenge narrative play. Um, yeah, he's not a primary lineup guy for me, but he's someone I would consider. I think, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about how bad, uh, Singletary has been. Uh, I think Zach Moss actually against a bad New England defense could be in a chance to, uh, continue the momentum there. You know, he averaged 6.7 yards per carry against the Jets last week, did catch three passes after the disappointing return, um, you know, from, from the injury there. So maybe, maybe Moss at 44, uh, an interesting bounce back candidate. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see that. I'd definitely like to see that happen with Moss. Um, again, you know, you just look at the situation. You're like, I just don't know. I mean, to, to pay down that far uh, doesn't really intrigue me. There's, I, I just don't necessarily know if there's, you know, a guy down there who's really going to return the value that you want. I mean, I know he doesn't have to smash in order to, you know, pay off himself. But I'm just, I'm not really, I'm just not digging any of the names down there. That's fine. Well, like a Ryan played 70% of the snaps the, last week. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Whatever. I, I mean, am I really, I mean, is that what, is is that how you want to invest your money? You want to, you say, okay, well, I'm saving salary on, on Ryan, But I mean, how much are the Jets going to sit there and like, you know, grind it out and try to run him? No, but he gets, he's their pass catching back too. So, I mean, I don't know, dump offs. PPR leagues. Again, listen, I I understand to win the Millie Maker, you need everybody to have like 30 fantasy points. But if Piron gets you 14 fantasy points like he did last week at 4,200, you're going to be okay. You know, it's because he's saving you money uh, where you're spending up elsewhere. So, again, while I don't think he's a core lineup play, uh, you know, I I also think if they're going to give him that much of a snap share, which is what you are calling for, you know, 
uh, you know, then then the potential is there. Now, I didn't like the fact that Frank Gore played 16 snaps and got 11 carries. I would have rather have seen, you know, half of those carries still go to a P Ryan there. Um, but that just ended up not being the case because Adam Gase is a lunatic. So <laughs> Adam Gase is indeed a lunatic. Uh, is $8,800 too much to spend out for Devontae Adams? Yeah, I feel like it might be. I, f- I mean, that's 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 significant. I mean, eighty eight hundred. That's, I mean, if you're especially if if you're gonna want to go with Derrick Henry in there, I don't necessarily know if uh, if if you really, I mean, to get Adams and Henry in there, I mean, you're really having to pay down everywhere else. Yeah, it's uh, all right. If you want Adams and Henry to start your lineup, you're looking at forty seven hundred dollars a player uh, after that. So it can be done. You're gonna have to find value. Uh, obviously a defense and tight end, right? And, and kind of build your the rest of your lineups like 5K guys. Uh, that that would have to end up being uh, the road that you're going to go. So uh, we'll see if it can happen. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll we'll see what kind of lineups we can build as we're we're going along here. Um, other than uh, obviously Adams, you have Metcalf at 75 coming off a disappointing game against Arizona. Could have been a lot better had that touchdown callback at the very end there. Um, Michael Thomas all of a sudden practicing 7,300. Uh, Adam Thielen scored in the, the matchup the first week against these teams here. Six catches, 110 yards, and two touchdowns actually against Green Bay earlier in the year. Um, do any of those top price guys uh, appeal to you more than the other? Man, you know, I just I, I hate having to choose the Seahawks receivers. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, again, Thielen is, uh, you know, is Jair Alexander going to be on him? He was um, actually on him in, in the first game. Um, and Thielen had success, which is kind of interesting because Alexander since then has just shot everybody down. I mean, I, I, I get it. I just, I'm, again, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably looking a, a little further down rather than having to, having to make that choice, you know? Okay. Who are you looking at? Um, who am I looking at? <laughs> Dare I go back to the, uh, Oh, oh no. I like Tyler Boyd at 6,600 against Tennessee. I think that, yeah, I like Tyler Boyd over there as well. I think that's a nice play. Cooper cup. I think against Miami is a nice play as well. Yep. Uh, Keenan Allen, again, somebody I talked about on the fantasy alarm show on Wednesday. I don't understand why he is priced the way he is. $6,200 is just far too cheap for a guy who has seen over 10 targets in four of the six games he's played this year, the one game where he was injured, he saw two. Other than that, he's seen at least eight. I mean, Josh Herbert has targeted him heavily. Uh, The games that he's been starting, to me, it's just far too cheap of a price tag. Yeah. I kind of like Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, Pittsburgh's secondary is just, it's not a good secondary. It's, It's their front seven. And so, I mean, if I can, uh, if I can get Lamar Jackson to throw a couple of passes his way, I think that can open up. He's probably more of a GPP, and I, you know, I'd lock down, you know, Keenan Allen as a uh, as both cash and GPP. But you know, Brown kind of interests me a little bit there as well. I really like Ayuk. How funny is that? I mean, yeah, I, just... I, th- I honestly thought he was going to be cheaper. You know, I, I, he's fifty eight hundred. I thought maybe he'd be around five k. Yeah. Hey, just coming off of a hundred yard game, isn't it? I know, but usually these sites are slow to react to that, you know. Um, so I, I, I honestly expected him to be cheaper. Uh, 5,800 is still fine, though. I agree with you. Under 6K is still a solid tag there. 
um, you know, I'm not going to downplay it uh, too much. I think uh, given the matchup against Seattle, it's, you know, the upside is a hundred percent there for him. Yeah. So I like him. I don't mind T Higgins as well. Um, Would you I'm go gonna... back to Deontay Johnson finally getting a big bump there? 5,500. I know it's Baltimore. Um, well, you know, see, that's the it... thing. It's Baltimore. And I mean, this dude is made out of glass. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I obviously, I mean, he got his two touchdowns and then left the game, so you you weren't bothered by it as much. But overall, ugh, it's frustrating. What, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's he's definitely made of glass, and he should have actually had a third touchdown. He dropped a, a wide open pass that uh, was kind of frustrating uh, for owners. Uh, Howard Derry mentioned the name AJ Green to you. <laughs> no, don't. Well, I'm gonna. I'm going to because he's forty five hundred dollars. Put him in the watch list for you, man. He's all I yours. I saw that. I pre. Yeah, I appreciated the shout out there. Um, I I think it's a strong play. I do. I think it's uh, uh again a guy getting a ton of targets back to back games now. Thirteen and eleven targets, seventeen and fifteen fantasy points for everybody. Uh, and Tennessee's pass defense is not very good, and I, you you have to feel. Now he'll probably see Malcolm Butler, but Malcolm Butler really hasn't been that shutdown corner since he left New England. So. Uh, I'm in on Green here again at 4,500. We know Burrow's going to be chucking. Burrow's definitely going to be chucking. Green at 45. Uh, how about just a, a nice little pay down to um, Mike Williams for 44? So I wish they would use Mike Williams more. He Instead, we see Herbert throwing these like deep passes to Guyton for big touchdowns, and I, I wish those were going uh, to Mike Williams instead. Like He had, one, he had three targets there, barely used, but in the game in which... Keenan Allen got hurt. He had five for 109 and two scores. So what is it about Justin Herbert that he can only throw to one guy? Because that's what it seems like. It seems like he can only throw to one guy. And it's either Keenan Allen. If Keenan Allen's out, it's Mike Williams. But uh, otherwise that, it's like he he doesn't, nobody else really gets overly involved. So uh, if you wanted to dart throw or game stack, Mike Williams at 4,400, it isn't awful. But just know that the floor is like a zero. So, the floor is definitely a zero. <laughs> uh, would you chase the points with Rashard Higgins? Um, no, probably not. I mean, it's an interesting one. It's it's definitely a, a, a fine move. Um, I think a lot of people will chase the points. And I think for 4,200 and given the matchup, I think you might be, be able to use them for uh, for cash games. But, I mean, I, am I am I enamored with that? No, not really. I'm not. You know, I mean, we also, I mean, when was the last time we saw, and you of all people should say this, I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield, when was the last time you saw him put, you know, string two really good games uh, together? No, it's rare. He's 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 not a very good quarterback, and uh, and I've been fighting this battle all week with everybody who's like, he completed 22 passes in a row. You know what? I agree. That is fantastic. The dude only plays well against the Bengals, and I know you can only play who's on your schedule. But he literally, a 26 point, I think it was like 2% of his career touchdown passes have come against the Bengals. So uh, next time he plays the Bengals next year, I'm all in on, on Baker Mayfield. But uh, until then, it's uh, questionable. Howard, someone that we went past here already is uh, Nelson Aguilar. Do you think that Aguilar has the ability to repeat uh, performance last week against a tough Tampa defense? Five catches, 107 yards and a score, three straight games now with a touchdown for him. He does have some sort of a connection with Derek Carr, right? I think the two of them 
um, rock solid with each other. Uh, listen, you know, Henry Ruggs stretches the field. Hunter Renfro doesn't really get targeted all that much. I really, I mean, it's it's all Waller and and Aguilar right now. So, I mean, do you do you go against that trend or do you just kind of ride that wave until they show you that you know Carr's going to keep throwing to to other people? I think they kind of have to just you know coast with it. And for forty seven hundred, I mean, why not? Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, my dartboard play now. Um, and I want to know what your take of it is here. And, and I guess uh, this is a pending dartboard play. It's it's uh, it's pending on Allen Robinson. But Darnell Mooney is $3,500. Darnell uh, Mooney is $3,500, yes. And that is that's that's cheap. That is cheap for a guy that uh, has seen no less than five targets in the last five games. Had seven last week, nine against Indy in week four. Um, could very easily be the number one target this week against the Saints. And the Saints defense, pass defense, actually hasn't been that strong this year. No, their pass defense hasn't been strong. But for the same token, if there's nobody else, then, you know, why are, you know, I mean, how could they not be able to guard him, right? I- I mean, I don't know. Isn't that really what we say about every team's number one wide receiver? It's like, how do they keep letting Devontae Adams go for 200 yards when they have nobody else, right? Like, I mean, listen, I agree. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but that's that's Devontae Adams. I know, Devontae Adams I is a, know. Is a totally I different talent. I get it. Okay, I understand. Uh, Foles missed Mooney a lot, actually, last week, too. He had him open a handful of times and just uh, underthrew him. Um, but I'm just saying he's 3,500. If you're looking for any sort of cheap dartboard play, uh, Darnell Mooney this week, if Allen Robinson is out, if Allen Robinson's in, I still think Mooney's okay. Cause Mooney's getting seven targets when Robinson's healthy. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a dartboard, a cheap play, someone that you really need to save some salary for, I think he's you know, likely the only one you could take a look at. I, I don't want to dig into, um, you know, the Patriots guys, right? No Julian Edelman, no Nikhil Harry, you know, like Jacoby Myers, Demir Burder, both under $4,000, you know, Gunnar Olchetsky's under $4,000. Like, I don't, I don't really want to go there. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I guess there, there's some cheaper guys that you could look at. Josh Reynolds recently has been more involved. He's $3,100 back-to-back weeks with a touchdown. Um, again, it, these are just, you know, deep dives. Kendrick Bourne, Maybe is someone you have interest in Howard at thirty five hundred. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne actually. You know, I was looking at um Jen Piacenti's uh, deep cuts, and she had mentioned Bourne. Not you know she wasn't featuring him, uh, but you know he does make a little bit of sense with no Debo Samuel there. But I mean he's he's also not really seeing a a whole heaping load of targets. So I mean as a dart throw maybe. Um, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna sign off on him just yet for uh for the dartboard. Any trust in Denzel Mims? Um, very limited trust against any any New York Jet man. Okay. Is he, <laughs> is he back on IR? I gotta oh. I gotta call him like I see uh, him, man. I gotta call him like I see Kings him. DraftKings is throwing me off. It has an IR tag next to his name, but not actually next to his name. So uh, I mean, hey, four catches, seven yards, 42, four catches and seven targets of 42 yards in his debut there. So, eh, you know, that's fine. Uh, all right, let's go to the tight end spot here. For me, uh, Darren Waller is my number one. Uh, you know, Andrew Cooper put him as the cover feature for his uh, tight end coach this week as well. So 
no secret there. He gets a great matchup here against Cleveland. Um, yeah, no, no, no real major secret there. It's uh, it's definitely a nice spot for him. Um, I mean, yeah, listen, is I, I love him. He's a great player. Um, I mean, if I'm stacking, I'm going with like Carr, Waller, and Aguilar. Um, set it up like that. I mean, he's just he's the dude's a target monster. It's all he gets. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Mark Andrews, uh, always when he goes up against like a crap team, uh, he he smashes. He goes up against a good team in a meaningful game, and he doesn't. So, uh, to to bypass him altogether, uh, from Kittle, Kelsey down to Waller, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. Uh, anybody else in the mid tier that's jumping out to you? Um, yeah, not really. You don't know what to do with Gasicki. Noah Fant. I mean, maybe if he stays healthy, the targets um, need to be there for him when he's on the field, at least. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Um, you know, Johnu Smith against Cincinnati is a nice matchup, but you know, obviously, we've you and I have had the discussion before. As to uh, you know, what kind of a role is he going to have um, with everybody getting healthy on that Titans team? So it is still a really nice matchup for him there. Um, yeah, this this position is, uh, is is kind of a cesspool. I think uh, Jimmy Graham at forty six hundred in the revenge game narrative. Yeah, is the way I'm going. Yeah, revenge game narratives in play. Uh, I like Trey Burton coming out of a bye against Detroit. Um, I think there could be some potential there. Uh, do you trust either of the Cleveland tight ends after their strong games? And Joku's 38, but Harrison Bryan is 32. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, are are we chasing points there? Um, you know, Vegas against the tight end. Uh, let me just take a look and see just on some basic numbers. And... I mean, they're average. The the, it looks like they're in the middle of the pack in terms of fancy average fantasy points allowed. Yeah. Um, you know, and it also depends on you know who exactly they've played so far that uses their tight end. Also, um, you know, can skew that number a little bit. But um, you know, the tight end was becoming part of the Browns' offense. If you look at the success Hooper had had prior to his uh, appendicitis attack, so. Um, you know, maybe Bryant, you know, who started last week could be sort of picking up that mantle. Sure. 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 He could, he could, but you know, again, then we could also say, well, the trade deadline is November 3rd and maybe they want to feature Najoku some more. It's very, very possible. It's very possible. Uh, Howard, I don't even know how to say this person's last name. Uh, Fancy just called him Albert O. But he's $2,800. He's the Denver Broncos, I guess, tight end two. But in the last two weeks, he's got 13 targets. Uh, he's $2,800. Is there any uh, interest here? Apparently, he was their fourth round pick. Um, It's Okwambanum. Okwabanum. Is that is that a guess or a no? Do you know how to say it is? I know how to say it. Yeah, it's Okwabanum. There you go. See, you're better than I am at this. I got to practice. <laughs> you know what it was, man? It was uh, uh, all the African names in the WNBA that Steve Pimentel taught me how to say properly. Oh, you know what? That's true. That WNBA podcast finally coming in handy. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, possible. Possible. I mean, it's, you know, it's a dart. It's a dart throw. Okay. Again, don't want to waste everybody's time here with $2,800 tight ends that we can't pronounce their name. But uh, the targets, again, as I always say to you, I'm a slave for those. So if I see a guy with 13 targets in two weeks, I'm going to have to 
at least bring him up. Uh, all right, Howard, jump over to the defense. Is there a reason not to pay up for the Chiefs? Um, I don't think so. Other than, of course, if you can't afford them. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, really, where I mean, Chiefs, Rams, uh, because it's going to be Tua's first game. Uh, you know, that's intriguing. You could say maybe Saints, even though their defense hasn't been good. Foles makes a, a ton of mistakes. But, uh, you know, you, you look through it and, you you know, you just kind of look at the matchups. There's nothing really that I'm in love with that's uh, not on the high end of the defensive scale. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I have the Colts just because they're coming out of the bye at 3,100. Um, you know, they, they have a pretty strong defense numbers-wise. Um, you know, I wish they got after the quarterback a little bit more, but they turned the ball over with interceptions and we know Stafford can throw, uh, some picks and make bad decisions at times. Um, and then Miami is actually somewhat intriguing to me as well. You know, you have the Rams going cross country. It's an early game for them. Miami home out of the bye, Um, and they're a team that actually is pretty aggressive and they get some sacks. So uh, if you're looking to spend down near the Colts or Miami being two of the options. All right. Beautiful. I have no other opinions on any of the other teams. Have you made a lineup? I did. I did. I don't love it though. Okay. Um, I, I well, I went with your your, you know, Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, Derek Henry, Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon, Tyler Boyd, Keenan Allen, Nelson Aguilar. Jimmy Graham at the tight end. I gave you LaMichael P. Ryan as the flex because you were so into using him for 4,300. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Chiefs D. Not bad. Not bad. I also have a very similar lineup to yours. I, too, went with the Derek Carr stack, uh, $5,500. Derek Henry at AK. Melvin Gordon at 5,600. Devontae Adams at wide receiver, 88. Nelson Aguilar at 47. A.J. Green at 45. Darren Waller to complete the car stack with Aguilar at tight end. Rashard Higgins at 4,200. And I went with a Colts D at 3,100. That leaves me with $0 remaining as salary. So I have $0 remaining as well. So that's the play, Howard. I hope you, uh, I wish you best of luck with, <laughs> with your lineups. Uh, of course, everybody, we will have the uh, playbook dartboard uh, out for you on Saturday. Sunday, we have the Fantasy Alarm live stream with Jen and Howard from 11 to 12. Live chat from 11 to 1 right up to roster lock, answering all your questions. Of course, even before then, you can always hit us up on Twitter. Get us in the Fantasy Alarm subscriber chat there for you. Uh, Basically, 12 hours a day answering all your questions uh, as needed. Uh, Howard, any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? No, I think that's going to do it, man. I think we're uh, I think we're on the on the right path. Let's just see if we can get to the finish line. We are on the right path. I was happy to get a lineup with Henry and Adams. I'm going to go ahead and submit that one now. Million dollars coming my way. Good luck, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.